Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and goodbye to Game of Thrones. Season 8, Episode 6, The Iron Throne. But before we say goodbye, let's tear it apart. Yeah! Let's melt this bitch down. How about that? Spoiler warning for the next hour. Uh, I, I assume we have a lot to unpack. So, Twitch, how are you yes. doing? Uh, sick, but good. Yeah, I was going to say, welcome to the sick podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two We're, of us are very sick. Yeah. So, apologies in advance for much coughing and just sounding terrible. Dry in horse voice sounding. Yeah, I, I've got a cough drop in right now, which is doing its work. Yeah. I've got two in the pocket, so we should be good for me at least. <laughs> I'm rocking on some cold cough medicine right now. So nice, yeah, you sound great. I'm lit up, you bitches. Sound, you, you just sound you sound more than healthy. Yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is it. This is it. Uh, this is, this it. We're is done. what is everything has been leading towards, um, and uh, you know, uh, jumping right to the ends, uh, the feelings of people. A lot of uh, division, uh, more dissatisfaction. I was going to say mostly than, uh, unhappy folk. Then, uh, but we will get into the reasons for that. Um, and uh, for all the people that are haters of the uh, season finale, <clears throat> don't worry. I do think you have valid points. Some of them not not so valid, but other ones will. And I I'd like to point out some of those as we go deeper into this. But to the people that are. Uh, also, uh, champions of this final season that are like, this is great. This is everything I imagined it would be. Your points are valid too, but I'd like to also point out that you are also full of shit in some areas. So. There you go. <laughs> and on that happy so, note, let's talk let's about it. Let's get into it. Uh, so the episode starts out with uh, Tyrion walking through the ashes of the New World. Um, I thought that this was beautifully done. Um, this first half of the episode... I got to give it to him, like, fucking spot on. Like, it, it was dark. It was depressing. It was, like, very personal. Um, we felt the emotions. The actors and the actresses were absolutely on fire. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give big props to the first 30 minutes of this episode. Yes. But the first viewing on Sunday night, I was, like, checking my watch every three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I was like, these guys got an hour and 20 to wrap this up. Yes. And you think we have time to watch Tyrion literally walk through yeah, the there entirety was a lot of King's Landing? Yeah, There's a lot there of walking. Was, there was a lot of walking. I was a little bit like, okay, guys, I get what you're trying to do. Yeah. Let's move it along. Because you got a lot of story there. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff to, to wrap up. To wrap up. And um, for such a rushed season, I'm really surprised that in their final moments, they pumped the brakes yeah, so much. In this episode. Yeah. Um, so then we see uh, John uh, realizing that... This war is not over uh, when he sees Grey Worm trying to execute the Lannisters, which almost sets off a whole new, like, battle. A whole new battle. battle, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, then uh, he goes off to uh, uh, talk to uh, uh, Danny. Um, but the Tyrion uh, goes to look for Jamie and Cersei, and he finds them. Yeah. Um, I... I felt every second that was with tough. Tyrion. It was a tough yeah. moment. I think their <clears throat> their bodies were more intact than they should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I initially, when he went through there and I saw that there was opening, I was like, you fuckers. 
if Jamie or Cersei is alive right now, fuck you both. <laughs> I had that moment of like, they're going to be alive, one of them. Thank God they were both dead. There are a lot of theories tossed around that they were still alive. Yeah. So it was, I, it was, was good like, to like put those to rest. I, you, seriously, I would have been like, okay, I'm out. Like If they would have been alive, I probably would have said like, Fuck it, I'm done with this show right now. Because you just knew what would have like happened in the rest of the episode. Yeah, was exactly. not like like up until this point, there was a lot of speculation of whether or not the show was doing what was right. Yeah, but the beauty of it was that there was always going to be a next episode to look forward to. In that final episode, if you're doing shit like that, it's like no, nope. all bets are off. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. bets are off. At it's that like no, point. fuck you. Um, then we get to see Danny fly in. To address her army, this is the first time we're going to hear her speak since the burning of King's Landing. Danny and John and their speeches, man. Danny knows how to do one hell of a Valerian <laughs> She She had a very Hitler moment. Oh, though. yeah. No, well, I mean, maybe not so dark as Hitler, but I definitely Oh, it got, was pretty Well, no, no, no. Dark. Here's the thing. I got more of like a, a First Order. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Feel but, like the the color palette was kind of the same from yeah, but the whole first order thing is also kind it's of also based on Hitler, so that's right. <laughs> so. uh, uh, the the moment when she walks up to the top of the stairs, we see the dragon wings behind her. Yes, it was a beautiful shot. Oh fuck you! It was fuck so you. No, on fuck the you. nose. That was so I, good. No, it, I get it. It looks cool. I I get it's a good move as far as storytelling wise to try and like give that imagery of she is the dragon. Like, yeah. There, there is no like humanity left in her. She has now become the dragon. The problem that I have with it is that like, it's not a like a groundbreaking shot at all. Like, it's not like they're the first ones to ever they're do not it. Try- I don't think that's what they're, there could have been other ways to, I, I think that they probably could have done it a little bit more, uh, they could have done it in a more cinematic way, I guess you could say, even though that's a pretty cinematic. I don't think they could have, they should have done it straight up on the nose. I think with doing the, uh, the uh, arms behind Varys, that was a great moment. Sure. That's you had to look great, for it. Uh, you had to look for it, but like if they kind of like hang a lantern on it a little bit more with the Varys scene, I think it would have put more impact. I think framing her... <clears throat> So hang on, you're arguing for more shine the spotlight on the Varicene and less on the Daenerysene? Not using the dragon wings the way they did. I think that uh, her shot after the dragon wings, when she's standing and you see the building, uh, the crumpled walls of the building behind her, it almost gives her wings too. Sure. And I think that that would have been a little bit more less on the nose. I like the dragon wings. I know everybody loved them. It's just so on the nose. You're just a hater. You could call me a hater, whatever you want. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, one thing I want to point out, she says Dothraki tore down the stone houses. The fuck they did. Pretty sure. (laughs) If I remember correctly, I'm just kind of taking a flashback to last week. If I'm, Thinking correctly, they weren't fighting until so, what happened? I don't Was it know. like an earthquake or something? Something like that. Just big <laughs> fire everywhere. <laughs> I don't think the Dothraki could have done that. Yeah. Um, so, oh, you know what happened? Daenerys fucking flew in on a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> 
I remember. Um, then the next thing, uh, a small misstep, I think, in the show was the next shot that we get, and Arya's watching Daenerys give her speech. Arya gets murder face. Yeah. Really bad. And I'm like, she's going to gun for the queen. Like, And they do nothing with that the rest of the episode um, with her, uh, Arya. I think that they, sh- they missed out on an opportunity there. I, that whole episode, every time we saw John with an Unsullied, yeah, I was telling my friends, I was like, that's Arya. And then the next scene, yeah. he'd be with a different Unsullied. That one, okay, that one's really Arya. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't too happy with how they handled Arya in that first part. Yeah. Um, Tyrion faces the dragon quite literally in this, because uh, now Danny is the dragon. I was so pumped. Uh, I love Tyrion's moment there, like the fact that she says, "You freed your brother," and he's like, "Yeah." I freed my brother. And you burned a city down. burned a city down. Yeah. Whose crime was bigger in this movie? And then he just like takes his pin off and throws it down the stairs. And then all the Unsullied like stop. That was a really great moment. Like I said, the personal moments with the characters in this episode, spot fucking on. Yeah. Spot on. Um, uh, Tyrion gets arrested. Um, Arya warns John. This is another misstep. Arya warns John that he's not safe. She knows the truth of you. You need to get the fuck out of here just like I need to get the hell out of here. Um, and I don't think they handled that story beat as well because John walks around so sure of himself, like as far as his safety is concerned, until he does the deed. Sure. Um, I, I think that, that was a little bit off. Uh, John goes to see Tyrion, and I love this scene. This might be my absolute favorite scene out of the whole show the whole show No, sorry out of this episode this episode this episode um is him coming to terms to realizing like i yeah you're right i won't say those things because i'm an honorable person yeah and he's this is that time when he realizes that his honor saving his honor could be the thing that uh dooms this world yeah um, and I think that that was beautifully done in Tyrion's points that he made, the way he is trying to convince John, and he's not doing a great job. Tyrion's not doing a great job no. of convincing him until he brings up his sisters. Yeah, um, family is a big, thing, big part of big the whole show, the whole but show. but mostly John. Um, yeah, um, and I think that's at that moment that he truly realizes where his loyalty, yeah. his honor should lie, is with his family and what's good for the people. Totally. Totally. Yeah, because I just think, yeah, there's, there's a lot I'm holding back because I want to do like a uh, like a whole recap of the yeah. series after we get through yes. this. So that's why I'm kind of letting you just bomb yeah. through these. Uh, Danny sees her vision come true from way, way, way back in, uh, what was it, season two? Season two. Season Book two. two. Uh, I, and this is a great moment, like, of seeing that. And then John just creeping in the background. Yeah. Watching oh, this yeah. whole thing go down, and Danny thinks that she's finally got it and stuff. Um, and you can just like see that on her face, like yeah, she's so oblivious to what happened. Yes, that she's just like, sweet, we yep. made it. Here's the crown, or here's the throne. You know, that's cool. And John tries to, he tries to reason with her. He tries to get her to see that, like, you killed women and children. You killed the children. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't fighting for Cersei. Right. Like, they were not the enemy. Yeah. They're the same as the slaves that you freed and asked for Marine and stuff like that. 
but you went ahead and killed him. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And uh, he's trying to reason with an international mind at this totally. point. Totally. A lost cause. Danny is literally convinced that she is the only one that knows what's good and what's right. For and she enforces world. that when she's like, and she enforces only I know what's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I can't tell you what the exact line is, she says, but she's basically the one that is ultimately convincing John to take her out in yeah. that moment. Yeah. Um, and that final moment of saying that you, you will always be my queen and he stabs her in the heart. Oh, I was like, wait, is this really happening? Like, holy crap. Like, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was deserved. It's what needed to happen. When she went in for the hug, <clears throat> her arm was kind of at a weird angle. I was like, is she reaching for the sword? I thought so, is too, gonna, at first. Is she going to piece up so Jon Snow? Yeah. Um, but Jon fulfills his purpose, the reason why he was brought back. I fully believe that that's what the writers are intending. I think that's what George R. R. Martin is intending, sure. yeah. ultimately. Um, and I know a lot of people throughout this season, especially this last season, They've been talking about the Azor Ahai prophecy, like, and uh, how it's done in the books. And a lot of people try to put what's in the books on the show. People and constantly I, do that, and it's totally really, really like, dumb. I agree that, like, yeah, some of the prophecy stuff that they do in the book, they do got to bring to light in the show because it's a part of the show. But the but show is its own canon. It's its own canon, and they don't need to do everything, especially, like, uh, the prophecy with Cersei and the Woods Witch yeah. in the show. yeah. Um, only talks about your children will all die and you'll be queen for a little bit, but a younger, more beautiful queen will take take over your thing. Yeah. That's the only pit of prophecy with Cersei. And it, all, and it all came true. And it all came true. The Valentine Carr stuff, the stuff yeah. about the little brother, that wasn't brought up in the show. That will have to books. be handled in the books, yeah. So the way people getting pissed off that it didn't really happen in the show, quote unquote, piss off, guys. Yeah. Like, it wasn't in the book it's or it wasn't canon. in the show. Yeah. It's yeah. this way. Um, but I do think that they kind of did a little uh, Zora High type thing with uh, how he's talking uh, uh, in the books. It's talking about how for uh, Lightbringer was forged. And also Melisandre also says that prophecies are a tricky thing because we put a certain meaning on it. Yeah. It's not necessarily what that prophecy means. true, yeah. Um, in that moment, like uh, in the books, when it's talking about Azor Ahai um, plunging his sword into his wife's heart and coming out and that sword is a fire and stuff like that. I think that they kind of did that prophecy with after Drogon coming in and seeing his mother yeah. murdered, that he knew that it was the throne. The throne That's that the did reason it. Yeah. why... She's dead. There's a there's something that so while I'm looking up for this picture that I saved, um, I just want to touch on that. The, the people are bummed about the Azor High thing because they're like John should be sitting on the throne, but what they're missing is that Azor High is the prince who's promised, not the king. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So that that or the king or queen should I say? But yeah, uh, here, it, this is quite possibly the smartest dragon in the world. As it inherently understood that it was it was the corrupting power of the Iron Throne that led to Danny's downfall, and not Jon Snow, or it's the stupidest dragon in the world, as it saw a knife in Danny and assumed it was an <laughs> evil chair made of knives who stabbed her, and then had to take a revenge. Take that knifey chair. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. So there's you know there, yeah, there's two yeah, yeah, yeah. there's two sides to that. Yeah. Drogon either understood the power corruption. Yeah. Or, or he thought it was a knifey chair. So, so I'll go with the power corruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
John Strand totally stands his ground. He's ready to die. He knew as soon as he plunged that knife into her heart. That he was fucked. He was fucked. Absolutely fucked. Um... Which comes into one of my problems with this episode. Yes. Uh, and he was not totally fucked. <laughs> no, he was not. Actually, we're just going to put you in um, prison. Uh, it's at that point when we jump, do a time jump. And this time jump is so out of place and weird. For you. It's It totally is. The setup was not done properly. Because when we jump into this future, even whether it be like two weeks whether it be a month or whatever, the the setup was not there. Um, and we don't know what we're walking into because in that moment, <clears throat> you're Tyrion. Right. We're no, we don't know what we're walking into. And we get to the council of all the lords of Westeros. We don't know what's happening. Is this a trial? Is this a picking of the king or queen? Or but you find all that out. So what's you the... do? But the problem is, is that it just it needed some setup to not feel so jarring. The moment was very jarring. It was like we go from the death of Danny to no ceremony really of that, except for Drogon flying off. No reactions from any other characters about her death to just this. That's that's why it was jarring because sure. there was no setup for it and yeah. there was no middle grounds. I, I'd like to equate this to uh, the trial of Littlefinger. Now, the trial, when it was taking place, granted, not everybody loved the fact that that's how Littlefinger went out. And I'm kind of on board with them. They kind of did sloppy that season. But we knew that it was a trial. We didn't know at the time that it was for Littlefinger because it kind of seemed like it was set up to be the trial of Arya. Yeah. And we knew that that setup was coming. And then we were like, oh shit, it's actually for Littlefinger, not sure. Arya. Sure. And that was a twist, and we we got it. We It felt normal. It felt natural for the story. This council meeting, this trial, whatever the fuck it was supposed to be, did not feel that way. All right. I'll give you that. You'll give me that. <laughs> but I don't agree. You don't agree. It wasn't as drawing for me. Um, uh, then we go into the Lords of Westeros, Lords and Ladies of Westeros. Um, need to pick a king basically to figure out the fate of Jon Snow and Tyrion. Um, <laughs> Edmure decides to speak up and thank God Sansa is like, shut the fuck up, sit down. <laughs> what a dumb shit Edmure is. We, we talked about it last night that it was so funny to see like Edmure and Robin Aaron there. Be like, yeah. Man, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> like yeah apparently there's not many people left around not a whole lot of people left to t- assume power positions of power uh, should have been just one more fray kid sticking around. yeah right they should have kept one more fray at least that would have made it a little better uh, uh, there's a there's a meta moment in here for the uh, audience <coughs> and Tyrion is going in to explain what who the king should be and the reason why they should select the king based off this reason and that's because story brings us together. Some people find that corny, but me as a story guy, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, I like that. The reason why we tell story is to connect with people. That's why we are so inundated and want to want to invest time into shows like Game of Thrones because we love a good story. We we want yeah. it. We want to hear it, the good, the bad, everything. Yeah. Um King Bran. 
I get it. I'm on board with it. But I think it was done very sloppy. Sure. Um, uh, and I'll get into some of that stuff a little bit later. Um, I do want to say, fuck you, Bran. What do you think I walked all the way here for? He didn't walk. Or whatever. Uh, why do you think I came all this way? Ah, such a fucking snarky comment. What do you mean that's such a snarky uh, comment? Such an asshole thing for Explain him to that. Say. Explain why you think that that's an asshole thing to say. First off, it was basically giving everybody a middle finger at that moment. It's like, oh, this all this that has happened, it's all been put to make me here so I can be king. Like, it just felt so out of place. And plus, it didn't really feel like that was a character line that he would actually deliver. I don't, it does, it, the way that they've portrayed him in the previous seasons, especially the last two, Brand the Creeper, Brand the Weirdo and yeah. stuff. I think those are more proper names. <clears throat> or Brand Ass. the Stump. God damn it. <laughs> uh, he just didn't really, he didn't come off like uh, a smart ass like that. That was too smart assy of him, I think. That's just my opinion. Okay. Plus, I'm sick right now, so I can't really explain all my thoughts. Yeah, that's, so, yeah, it's tough to to go yeah. super deep into that. Uh, so uh, they all agree that Bran should be king, except for Sansa. Sansa wants the North to be free. I think that's totally cool. I'm yeah, totally down for that um, for Queen Sansa uh, of the North. Um, Tyrion becomes hand of the king almost as a punishment, but it's like. Dude, I know you're going to fucking love it. You say you don't want yeah, it, right you're going to fucking love it. Uh, Peter Dinklage acted the hell out of that. Yeah, he did. When he was like, no. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be your hand. Uh, John gets uh, the news that he's headed to the uh, Night's Watch again. Everybody's pissing him on about this. This is a, one of the big points. There's like, why the hell is he going north? There's no need for the Night Watch. The Night King is dead. Like... There's no point for the Night's Watch. And Tyrion does say something. There's always going to need to be a place for bastards and criminals, essentially. For me, it's like, you still man the border of Canada. Yeah. It doesn't mean that there's enemies on the other side of it that are trying to break through, but you still need people there. But here's one of the things that, like, I think is good is Bran is the all sea Like, he's a god. He's a god king is what he is. Um, and he knows that where John would be most fulfilled is in the North. He's not sending him there as a punishment. He's not being exiled as a punishment. He's getting, that's where he's home. Yeah. It's where he's supposed to be home. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, gray worm heads to North kind of saw that coming. That was kind of, you know, I was happy to see that though. Uh, heartwarming goodbye from the Starks. All of them are going their separate ways. I cried. Um, did you cry? Really? Every time I saw it, I stand three times now. I cried each time. <laughs> yeah. I got a little teared up, you know, and like it was a fitting moment, especially between Arya and John. Like, John still knows nothing. Like, oh, yeah. He's still, <laughs> he's still an idiot. <laughs> he's still a idiot fool. Things. Um, I love this moment. Um, it uh, brings back some earlier callbacks to earlier um, seasons and stuff. Brienne starts to fill in the brothers um, uh, of the Night's Wall or King's, King's Guard, Guard um, book to fill in for the, Jamie. Jamie, um, and that was a nice little tease because, like, 
the guy did some good things, and he should be recognized for those good things. And he, he did, did a lot. Yeah. You know, fuck you, Joffrey. Yeah. You, you, you little... You little... Little shit. Shit, yeah. Uh, the new small council meets. Um, I liked and hated this moment at the same time. I was kind of with you there. I was like, this seems so, like... All this crazy shit has just happened, and nobody's going to talk about it. Right, we're just moving on. We're just moving straight on. Now we're going to make uh, jokes. We're going to make quips jokes to each other, yeah. The whole Sam bringing in the book that's been written by the Archmaester, it's not written by Sam, it's written Who by cares? If they're putting in a moment where it's supposed to be a book that's called The Song of uh, Fire and Ice. Ice and Fire. Ice and Fire. And they haven't, and it's supposed to be a meta moment of like, this is the whole story. And then they tell Tyrion that you're not even in it. And it's like, but he was. It was a good <laughs> laugh, though. Yeah. Boy, was it a good I, laugh. I was, I wasn't, I didn't laugh. I was like, oh, God. You didn't laugh? No, I didn't laugh. Oh, I laughed. I laugh. You're such a cynic. Um, a lot of people put that moment in the, uh, the camp of the Seinfeld um, finale. Not a whole lot of people love the Seinfeld sure. finale. Yeah. Um, you can't, yeah, I mean. So, uh, I would like to point out that Bran sucks at being a king still. What did he do in that meeting that was so awesome? Did he do anything that was, like, kingly in no, there? No, but he didn't do anything that was like, you suck. Yeah, but he just went off to warg like he always does. He likes warging off. God, did you really do that just I to did. make a warging <laughs> off joke? <laughs> All right, so now that you got that out of the way, now that you got that out of the way, was there seriously a problem with that scene? I did not, not overall. As far as like writing and stuff like that, it was a fine scene. Did I feel feel it belongs? Maybe if they would have done some other things, maybe. But I do, we only saw um, Bran really do one kingly thing in this episode, and that was with uh, Grey Worm. When he says it's not up to you to decide, yeah, that was a very kingly move. That felt very kingly, but the fact that he so shows still, that he's capable of doing it, yeah, but he's not. It doesn't seem like he's invested into what needs to happen in Westeros. He just leaves that to his hands. He's become another Robert almost. Is kind of how I disagree. I think in in that one episode when he was king for all of ten minutes, he did more good for the world of Westeros yeah, than maybe. any other king in the entire series, king yeah. or queen. You're a hater. I, whatever. Uh, I'll get to have my say in just a little bit. I'm going to let you roll, rattle through the rest of this. So we only got a few more things in here. Uh, John arrives at the wall and Tormund knew the entire time that John would end up back there. Uh, I like, I like that, uh, foreshadowing in episode four of Tormund telling him like, you belong in the North. North, You always have a part in the North in you. Um, and everybody was so happy to see that he comes up to, ghost and makes amends for leaving the one-eared dog yes i wonder if they shot that post <laughs> yeah when they were like oh god everyone hated no that. i don't think so i think that was planned <laughs> i think that was totally planned um <clears throat> aria then becomes uh christopher columbus of the uh, westeros so world oh, we finally get to talk about this okay i'm hijacking <laughs> i'm hijacking for a little bit did this moment freak you out her going off no all right no. then it should have so People who know me know that I haven't been a fan of Game of Thrones for as long as some of you may have yeah. been. 
But in the time that I've been a fan of Game of Thrones, I've definitely surpassed most of you in what I know about the world of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I've read all the books many times. I'm reading them fucking again right now. Yeah. I've read them three times this year. Okay. Uh, I've seen the show now twice this year, and we just finished the show, and I need to see it again now all the way through to see all those moments. But last, or I guess Sunday night, when Arya posed the question, what's west of Westeros, I lost my shit. Okay. So she posed this question once in season six. Yes. And I was sort of like, this was before I had read Fire and Blood, which is what I'm getting to. Um, so in that moment, I was like, huh, what is west of Westeros, right? So then, <coughs> oh, excuse me, not too long ago, Fire and Blood came out, which is George R. R. Martin's excuse to not have to write The Winds of Winter. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote this brick. And he released it, and I picked it up upon release. And this is part one of two. Oh, Jesus. So he's planning another one of these. But this is it's all about the Targaryens. It's 300 yeah. years before the events of Game of Thrones. Yeah. But I've got two bookmarks in here. And you know how it's dangerous when I've got two bookmarks in a book. Uh-huh. As soon as I saw that scene, I was like, I got to open Fire and Blood when I get home. I got to find that spot and yeah. bookmark it. And I read through it. Uh, so... This is really cool, and it's it's definitely an afterthought because George R. R. Martin wrote Fire and Blood, obviously, after the show and everything had happened. Yeah. Uh, I think this came out in 2017. It's like right during season seven coming out. So George definitely had a lot more insight at the time. So uh, let me just – I, I just want to make sure I'm getting all these facts right. So Rhaenys Targaryen is Arya's kind of hero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she was a, a Targaryen. She had her dragon, and she was kind of this adventurer. And she's one who Arya talked, spoke with Tywin about saying yes. that she was my hero. Um, she, in this book, falls in love with a girl named Alyssa. Okay. Alyssa Freeman Farman. They kind of have this thing, and during their love, uh, Rainey's, or sorry, yeah, Rainey's gifts Alyssa. Three dragon eggs. Okay. She gladly accepts them, puts them in a chest, and then one day she decides she wants to be a traveler. Rainey's is like, why? Why would you leave Valeria? This place is awesome. She's like, no, fuck you. So she sails off, and she finds her way in a shy. She sells these three dragon eggs. Okay. And she buys a ship called the Sun Chaser. Okay. Where else do you have you heard of three dragon eggs? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a little on the nose. Okay. But then uh, Alyssa Freeman posed the question, what's west of Westeros? So she proceeded to sail west, and I, I won't read the whole thing, but um, let me. I'll just finish out by saying, as for Alyssa of House Farman, where her adventure ended, we cannot say. The Sun Chaser vanished into the west, still searching for the lands beyond the Somerset Sea, and never to seen, never to be seen again. Except... Uh, okay. Uh, many years later, Corliss Valerian, the boy born of, born of Driftmark in 53 AC, which is after the Conquering, yeah, would take his ship to the Sea Snake on nine great voyages, sailing further than any man of Westeros had ever sailed before. On the first of those voyages, he sailed beyond the Jade Gates to Yeeti, which is in Essos, to the island of the Yang. And I won't keep reading that, but in Yeeti, he sees the Sun Chaser. 
Okay. So she went around the world. Yeah. Which confirmed, it had been confirmed in the show that Westeros was round. Yeah. But in that moment, it's like, okay, so Alyssa made it around to Yeeti, but the question is, did she see anything else? Because if you put the map up, uh, Westeros is basically England upside down. Yes. Yeah. And then Essos is basically uh, the rest. Yeah. Asia, Europe, and all that. Uh, so we're thinking there could be a continental United States yeah. over there or, or, you know, North and South America. So it's like, did she run into that, see that, and then keep going? So there, you know, there's the, there's the questions that were posed. But anyway, here is Alyssa, and you guys can't see her, but she, she's got a Laria in her. Yeah, you could say that, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so when she was like, what's west of Westeros? I was like, Woo! I thought you were going to give me something bad there. I was like, I was expecting you to tell me like, oh, that was a shit thing that they did there. No, 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 no. Super stoked. Gotcha. Have I ever told you that they did something shit before? No. no. (laughs) Possibly. I'd have to think about it. There's your fun little Um, nerd dive for you guys. uh, Yeah. uh, Do you think they'll do a spinoff with Arya? I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind it either. I also wouldn't mind more Tormund. Tormund's my fucking fave. I mean, I always want more Arya. You do. So yeah. I'd be down for a spinoff, but I want like, I want to break free of this story for this, now. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see the long night. I want to see that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, instead of the one night stand that we got. Yeah. Um, last thing, last two things that happen is, uh, Sansa was, Sansa has been crowned King queen of the North. Um, I think it's very fitting for her, the journey that she's absolutely taken. Absolutely. Um, I still believe, uh, sorry. And then we see John heading out into the North, um, probably being the happiest he's ever been in his life. Um, so that's, that's how it all ends. Um, not everybody's satisfied with this and there's multitude of reasons why I feel that that could be, um, two things that I want to point out here though, too, is that this did feel like it was an actual conclusion to the story. Which I was so happy about. Um, I do agree with how things landed, where characters ultimately ended up in the yeah, show. Yeah, Um And in this last episode, I just think the execution was sloppy. Sure. Um, two things that I'd... Or, yeah, two things I'd like to point out um, is I think the book's going to handle things differently as far as, like, who is the, like... Who's the linchpin character in and stuff? Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be Jon Snow. It might be Bran with this new revelation that mm. Bran is king. The king. Um, but in the show, in the show Game of Thrones, Jon is definitely still our linchpin character. Yeah. He's he's the main character through and through. Him and Danny Storylines were too, uh, 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 intertwined together ultimately and stuff like that. <clears throat> and... She ultimately was the big antagonist yeah, of the whole absolutely. show. Um, so I think that the show is supposed to be about Jon Snow. I also think that the last um, moments between Jon and Danny is so supposed to mirror Ned Stark in a lot of ways. Um, if you think about it, if we go back, if Ned Stark would have handled everything in the beginning uh, differently we wouldn't have gone through the journey that we did. Yeah. If he would have told Robert right up front when he found out that Cersei and Jamie, these are not your heirs. These yeah. are not your children's. All this stuff could have avoid, been, been avoided. The end. The end. Yeah. And then most likely, uh, uh, Ned Stark would have become King 
of yeah, Mr. Rose. Totally. Because Robert would have no well he might have decreed he might have well, we might still have to deal with the Baratheons ultimately and stuff like that. Sure, but they would have been a, a fucking unit. The uh, you yeah. Robert Baratheon and the and the Kingsguard and, and all of the golden or and you know, yeah. all their army yeah. plus the northern men. Yeah. That would have been a that would have been a fucking field yeah. day. So um <clears throat> but the reason why uh, Ned Stark failed is because he was too honorable of a person. Too honorable to let a woman and child die and stuff like that. But tried to play play it that way. Tried to play cool, like, yeah. Play it cool. And that ultimately was his end. John mirrors that as he realized that his honor, his oath, is shit unless you are loyal to the people. Yeah. And by taking that sacrifice, um, he was able to live where his father wasn't. Yeah, totally. Even though he was totally fine with dying. Now, I will say, this is the one problem that I do have with Jon Snow living, is the fact that Grey Worm did not kill him. The Grey Worm that that they showed us at the end. That we saw an episode ago. Episode six or five. Would have straight up killed Jon Snow. Even the, even the Grey Worm that we saw in the first half of episode six would have yeah. killed Jon Snow. That doesn't make sense to me. The other thing that doesn't make sense to me, and I'd like to... We don't really have the time in this episode, but I don't think we're done talking about Game of Thrones. No. I mean, we'll still find a way to work it into yeah, every episode. Yeah, yeah. But I'd like to, before Game of Thrones kind of fades away from rele- relevance, to discuss some problems that I had with it. Because yeah. I, I think we could fill an episode with like things that we wish were different and like kind of balance it out with the things that we liked. So yeah. like first half start with the things that we didn't like and then end with the things we liked or do the opposite. So I, if you're up for that, I'd really like to do that. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I, I really like game of Thrones and I like the ending and I liked season eight, but uh, I also think it's really important when you love something so unabiding as I do to understand that that doesn't mean it's perfect. Correct. Just because Correct. I love something with all of yes. my heart and thought it was amazing doesn't mean I thought it was perfect. Yeah. And it wasn't. So I'd like to get some of that off my chest. But yeah. the, the the one that I will talk about right now is uh, John being egg on Targaryen. Like, what the fuck was the point of that? There, it's seriously like... <clears throat> that's the other reason why I didn't like the whole brand becoming king thing. Yeah. Is because the way that they set up everything in the previous seasons, previous episodes, was not leading to the fact of him being on the throne. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't put enough emphasis on that character. They did not do enough foreshadowing. You could say that there were small things that he was talking about, like uh when John uh said you're a man and he said almost he was actually saying, like, I'm more than a man. I'm a king. Yeah. I'm a god. Yeah. yeah. Um, you could point to that moment and say that that was foreshadowing. It's like, that. But maybe so more when, like, Brands of the Thread, Raven, or yeah. anything like that. Just another hint that yeah. we could go and grab on. And, and then, again, like, we talked about this last night. This, this season, <clears throat> these last two seasons have been really polarizing for the two of us yeah. because we've kind of been growing further away from agreeing with Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. So we've, like, had a bunch of arguments about this, but. Um, I need to rewatch the show now to yeah. see brand scenes. To yes. Because s- there's got to be something. Well, you're going to be... It's And I might be reaching for a lot of you're it. You're going to have some sort of... Uh, what is it? It's some sort of bias. Um, God dang it. 
it's a scientific. Term. I'll be looking through it through the lens of you're, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna come in like already knowing that he's yeah, king. Yeah. So you're gonna be looking for those. Yeah. And you'll find them even if they even if they're not there. Even yeah. Even if they're not yeah. there. Um. And because like everybody will point to that whole thing like with uh, uh, uh the frog sisters or brothers. Um. Dude, they had the vision. Kept fucking having. Why'd you call them the frog brothers? Uh, the dad ate frogs, right? In the books. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jojen Reed. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, and Mira. He said, I came here because of your, you. You're the one. Yeah. So people point to that. And I guarantee that that's a nod to saying, like, yeah, he was supposed to be king the whole time. Sure. But I think pe- you might, and other people might be like, uh, that's, that's they've been it. saying this the whole time. Yeah, you guys haven't been fucking listening. It's like, nah, that's not enough. No, we to were listening. Yeah, we just thought it meant um, he was going to be the three out of Yeah, so the, those were some things. It's like if it was unimportant that like you put so much emphasis in uh, season seven uh, telling John or in, was it season eight? Season eight. Telling John what? I don't know where. When you're did going. John get told he was a Targaryen? Was it in season seven? Season six. Season six. Yeah. Come on, you really think they found out in season seven? I thought. They... No. No, no, no. John found out in season seven, right? Oh, sorry. That John found out. Yeah, season yeah, eight. yeah. No, oh, was he didn't know eight? until season eight. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. There we go. Sorry, I, when you said they, I was like, "Sorry, no, we've known no, no, forever no, no, no. that John's uh, been a Targaryen." There was no point to him being there. It didn't I know there's no fucking point. It, it didn't make it. It only made the relationship between him and Danny rocky. Yeah, and I think that John still like, even if he didn't know that information, it would have been rocky. He, it would have still been rocky, and he would have still ultimately seen Danny. It may have been wrong. It may have been heartbreaking twicefold because if he's if he's like got this blind love for Daenerys, and they're like truly in love, and there's not that barrier. Yeah. Then to see episode eight, that would have been crushing. Or yeah. episode uh, 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 five, sorry. Yeah. When she like goes off like that, imagine being like, you know, that's the girl I'm in love with before the bells toll, and then the bells toll, and be like, oh, that's the girl I am in love. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like John, John in season eight is is blind faith to the queen. Yeah, not blind faith to someone he loves. No, but imagine if it was like that. If yeah. he didn't find out that he was a Targaryen and he could just devote himself completely, I I think that that would have been more interesting. But you want to do that next Monday? Yeah, like just compile yeah, in no apparent of, order. Yeah, of we'll start with the like, things that we liked, and then we'll or, yeah. or other way around. But let's do that. So let's save yeah. let's save our gripes for for later. I do want to say these are um, this is some of the specific stuff of like the technical stuff of why I think that there was a division um, amongst fans, mostly on the like fuck you Game of Thrones, yeah. fuck you D and D. So here's the reasons why they fucked up. Um, they didn't have a blueprint. George R. R. Martin didn't have any new books that they could go off. Yeah, they only had big plot points. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm sure a lot of the major stuff that we saw in the season finale is exactly how it's going to end. And they were just oh, like, yeah. uh, we we had all this information. We already had dialogue for these characters that we could say like. Yeah, that would work in the book. That wouldn't work in TV. Mm-hmm. They had a way of testing stuff yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
They also box themselves in with limiting the amount of the episodes. Which is so fucking dumb. It is, especially since how this is straight up from the president of uh, programming for HBO, uh, Michael Lombardo. We started this journey with David and Dan. It's their vision. Would I love the show to go 10 years as both a fan and a network executive? Absolutely. If they weren't comfortable going beyond seven seasons, I trust them implicitly and trust that's the right decision as horrifying as it is to me. Dude had it right on the money. Yeah. Like he should have said, nope, fuck it. You're either doing 10 episodes or, or 10 years. Right. 10 seasons. Or, ten, or even just nine. They could have gotten away with nine. Yeah. I think that if they would have split up parts of season uh, seven and season eight into a, in, into its own like season. Yeah. And then have, uh, you know, season, the final season, season nine, all focus on the downfall of Danny completely and all the rest it out. Basically the last three episodes yeah. of this season. Yeah. Could have been its own season. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that, and that's the problem. They rushed the story. There was so much stuff that they try to pack in. They, they, screwed with the pacing that was already set in previous seasons. One of the things that you don't want to do with TV, and this is across the board, doesn't matter whether it's a network show, cable show, or yeah. like a mini series, sure. even at that. Once you set a certain tone and pacing, you don't you change from it. that. Yeah. You stick with yeah. that all the way through. Cause that's one of the things, uh, the two things that bring people back to TV shows is the character and the tone of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the things that are going to bring people back to watching those things. You see it in movies all the time where like they bring in one director and they do a great job with that first one. And then a sequel comes out and you're like, wait, this isn't the same movie. Like this isn't the same franchise. Star Wars. Exactly. Exactly. Star Wars is a big example of that. Um, and that makes just divisions. All yeah. Over the place. Yeah. Um, and then the last reason I don't want to put too much credence on this because it seems a little out there. The reason why it was so rushed and they decided to go with seven episodes for season seven and uh, six episodes for season eight was because they had a ca- uh, conversation with Kathleen Kennedy about yeah. writing the next Star Wars. And they were films. like, and and they got the paycheck for that. And they were like, they're oh. like, I want some Disney money, bitches. Oh. Fuck this HBO thing. Yeah, they're going to pay a little bit more yeah, than they yeah. are for a TV show. Which, if that's the case, if that's the reason why they shortened um, Game of Thrones, fuck you, D&D. Seriously, that's just so cheap. You have something that's so artistic and so beautiful and something that's, to be perfectly honest, nothing of this size has ever been done right. on TV before. Yeah. yeah, They had such a show. And I know that everybody is, you know, oh, if they would have given more time, they would have hit it perfectly, that they would have nailed the landing, all that stuff. Chances are they would still have plenty of uh, mishaps. (laughs) Yeah, no. And if you think all the other six seasons before uh, season seven, eight were absolutely perfect, fuck you for thinking that because there is mistakes in them. Yeah. And people that are bitching and moaning about the water bottle and the coffee cup Give me a break. If you think that's what ruined the show for yeah, you, right. go watch a movie again. In fact, you're the one that, Luke, you t- had to tell, tell me that there was a coffee cup in episode four. I didn't notice it when I watched it. Did I tell you about the ad revenue for that? 
No, no. You so didn't. Starbucks like came out and thanked Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, because they they had like a billion or a million dollar, two million dollar spike in revenue oh, that shit. weekend. And here's where it gets really funny. That's not even a Starbucks coffee cup. Oh, that's so funny, dude. But everyone was just like, Starbucks cup. Yeah. So, they, uh, so, so their, their ad revenue like, flew right the hell up. Even, so uh, even uh, uh, Liam Cunningham, the guy who plays Davos, yeah. went on Stephen Colbert or Conan. It may have been Conan. And he gave Conan a Starbucks cup. <laughs> and he was like, this is the real one. This is the one from the set. But it's not because the cup in the show wasn't. A Starbucks, yeah, cup, Starbucks but cup. It's like Starbucks like jumped on it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This Seriously. is our cup. This is yeah. us. Yep, it's us. <laughs> but that's and the whole thing of like it being perfect and stuff. All the fans of the show they got I such rose tinted fucking glasses yes. when they look back at the you know first five seasons. Yes. It's um, like okay, yeah. And to the people that thought that this was they nailed the landing, it was perfect. Game of Thrones did it. The D and D did not do it. No, there's a multitude of reasons why the pacing was so off in this episode. It was so different from the rest of the seasons. This, the, the episode itself did not really feel like it fit with, with the rest season. of the yeah. series. Yeah. Um, so that's why I feel it so off. I still like the episode. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I think that they did a good job with what they had with what they did. They just really rushed it way too much. And another thing that made it feel off is that all the time jumps that they did in there, they did a weird fade to black and then fade back in that they don't ever do in any of the yeah, other episodes. That's true. That was another thing that was so jarring. It didn't feel like it was right with it. But the show, this is the last thing I'll say on it from my perspective. Overall, Game of Thrones from episode one to the final 73rd episode, right? 73 episodes? Yeah. This is something that should be congratulated. Every person that worked on this should be feeling very satisfied with the work they've done. Absolutely. It may have not landed perfectly in every little thing, but they had done something that is so monumental. Yeah. The fact that it not only brought people that would never watch this type of stuff to the table and become such big fans and be such a, like a cultural phenomenon it's it's amazing, and not many people can ever do I that. I mean, generations, too, coming together. Yes. You know, I was talking to a gal today at work uh, who came in, and she was having trouble with a product, and um, I was giving her a hand. And we it was, like, so busted up, we were together for almost half of my shift. Yeah. Like, we pulled up chairs. I really got to know her. Uh, but, like, in the last 30 minutes that we were together, there was, like, just this awkward little lull. Yeah. And she was like, so do you watch Game of Thrones? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I do. people. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like you can almost walk anywhere. Yeah. And that's like, that brings people together. Yes. And I think like Game of Thrones has been in my life for only like four years now, I okay. think. Um, and in those four years, it's like been such a crucial part yeah. of my life. Yes. Like it's, it, it's weird to say, but you know, some people have football, some people have cars. Yeah. Some people have whatever, you know, and I've got game of Thrones and it's like, yeah. that's just, it's like changed my life in yes. such a, in such a really cool way. Um, changed the way I see story, but it's also just changed the way I see things in general. Yes. Uh, and so, so much props to 
everything that you said, the cast, the crew, yeah, the writers, as much as you hate them now. The, I mean, like, yeah. you know, that's one of those things that it's like one squeaky wheel and the show wouldn't have made it this far. Yes, yeah. So it's like, you got to have writers and they were there. And yeah. They were the ones who took this load and it's like, game writing Game of Thrones isn't just a cakewalk. No. Not just anyone can do it. No, and they proved it time and time again with the way that they did production and stuff like that. Like, no TV show has ever, like, shot for one episode 50 for fucking 50, days. Yeah, I know. No TV show yeah. has ever done that. Like, yeah. Netflix, you could say that they technically do because, like, they just film all the episodes together and yeah. stuff. That's totally different. That's like, totally different. This, this is something that is just mind-blowing yeah the fact that they spend 20 million dollars per episode like yeah. most tv shows don't get more than like five million like yeah most of them get under a million totally. it's about a million and stuff like that <clears throat> and um the fact that they took everything that they do in cinematic features and brought it and brought it to the small screen the small screen yeah is absolutely amazing this yeah. is this the storytelling they do, the directing that they do, the cinematography that they do is something that should be um, shown and studied in film school. Absolutely. Because it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I don't care what anybody ever says in the future about Game of Thrones. Say, say the ending sucks. Say that they didn't handle like certain character arcs in the best way they could have and stuff like that. And I will agree with you on a lot of those points. But if you say that Game of Thrones sucks just because this ending was not the way that you wanted it to, you're fucking living a lie. Yeah. And, and to say, like, and to petition to rewrite it. That's the thing. It's such an so insult ridiculous. to, like... It's an insult to everybody that has invested time into this story of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because it, let's, let's just, for the sake of argument, say that, like... HBO sees the petition and they're like, you're right. We were wrong. We're going to redo it. Now you're going to have something out there that is supposed to be the actual real ending. But where was all the setup to that? Like, right. Yeah. We already got the ending. We already got the story. Yeah. So which, I saw which ending now at this point, which ending is the real ending? Yeah. Is it the one that you remade because people weren't happy or is it the one that we ultimately got? Right. So. I saw I saw a great comment that was like, I hope that HBO does take this petition, remakes the whole series, and then you fucking hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, in this day and age, it's a very critical era that we're in yeah. now where everyone can just hop on a computer and express their thoughts very vividly. Yes. Um, and because of that, everyone else is kind of learning like, oh, I see. That's not how they should have done that. Yeah. Or, oh, I see. That's a bad story beater. You know what I mean? People yeah. are learning from that. Um, I think it's just created kind of an ecosystem of negativity. Yes. But not to say that it's ill-deserved because of everything that we were talking about. It's like the show isn't perfect. It's not without no. flaws. But I think it's also just important to be like sort of let go sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like if people were this passionate about every show that came out, a lot of shows would not air. It's very true. Very you know true. I mean, like, it, we, like half the anime that we were talking about today. The, oh yeah. Like, uh, uh, what was it, Arrow? That wouldn't be on. Yeah. Gotham wouldn't be on. You know, well, Gotham uh, got canceled. So. Yeah. So there you go. Like every, <laughs> like almost every cable show. Yeah. 
would have been scrutinized this hard as Game of Thrones. Like, are you kidding me? There wouldn't yeah. be any more movies. Like, people just would stop creating yes. stuff. Because, yeah, exactly. Like, I do not want to get so harshly. So don't fucking sign the petition, even though I yeah. check it every day to be like, has it gotten 15 million yet? Yeah. What's going to happen when it hits that 15 million? Nothing will happen. There's no way they There's would no spend way. the money for it. <laughs> um, you know, like, so my final thoughts on it is that I agree with both sides of the fans, the people that thought it was great. Yeah. I agree with you. There was a lot of great things in it. Um, but, but I also disagree with you. And to the fans that thought this was a shit ending and the the worst thing that can ever happen in Game of Thrones, I'm with you, but I also disagree with you yeah. too. Like, yeah. There, when you get feedback on, this is something that I was taught by my, uh, one of my screenwriter teachers in uh, film school, um, Will. And he said that when you get notes back, the notes may not always be right. They, they might have, the person that's giving you a note on something that you wrote may be wrong. But the fact that they wrote a note says something about your story. Yeah. It means that something didn't quite hit the way it was. And their note is valid in that moment. What they're saying may not be. So Totally. Totally. So you got you're gonna have issues with it no matter what. Um and when you do get a note from somebody saying that like I didn't like this part, I think it should have been done differently. Even if you don't agree with them, it means that somebody noticed something that didn't feel right with the story. Yeah. And yeah. that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And, you know, that's how I feel about and, it. And something that I'm still sort of learning, um, and so don't take, like, I'm, I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not practicing what I'm about to preach. <laughs> I'm trying to. Yeah. But it's like, if you're out there, and I know there's got to be someone out there who's, listening to this or, you know, who happens to stumble upon this episode, this episode of the show and who's watched season eight and really isn't sure how to feel about it. So you're checking the Reddit forums and you're looking at everyone else and you're seeing all the hate. It's like, just have a mind of your own. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't just fall into the trap of, Oh, well this group of people who I have seen, who I've agreed with things in the past are saying this. So that must be true. Yeah. That's a really good way to get a petition started yeah. to rewrite an yeah. entire season of yes. television. Yeah. It's like, did you like it? Yes. Move on. Yeah. Not yeah. everyone needs to like, not everyone needs to, but also not everyone like can stew in it as long as some people can. Oh yeah. Not everyone has got that endurance to be like, well, this had this and this and take notes on it and watch the episode a hundred times. It's like, no, if you liked it, great. If you didn't like it, sorry. Yeah. That's and that's as easy as it yes, can be. Yes, it's so easy with that <coughs> stuff. Like, um, it's similar to what's going on with Stars of War. Or Stars, Stars of, of War. Star Wars. <laughs> I'm gonna write a show called Stars of War, <laughs> and then get sued uh. by Kathleen Kennedy. She'll drive her 14 inch cock up my no, ass. No, no, no. If it's Stars of War, you just have celebrities that are from war. Ah, yes. There you go. There you go. Very it's nice. Just featured in space. There you go. Just in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm with you. Thank you. You saved me from Kathleen Kennedy. Well, I guess that's it for us on this episode of Game of Thrones. The what do you s- rate the series and this season? The series, I'm going to have to give it. I got to give it a nine just overall. I'm not going to give it a 10 because nothing's ever perfect. Like, um, 
I would give it a, a solid nine because it did. It was great ride. I yeah. was emotionally invested all the way through. Yeah. Um, I did love the way that they portrayed the characters, the choices that they made and the actors and actresses were absolutely stunning all the way through. Um, this last episode, uh, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. And, uh, and season eight that's in season eight. Oh Jesus. It's got my episode four in it, dude. Winterfell. I know. Ugh. God, your favorite episode of Game of Thrones. I'm gonna have to give it a, a seven. Seven. S- so six you point g- five to seven. So episode eight gets a six, the season gets a six point five to seven, and the series as a whole gets a nine. Yeah. Okay, I'd give the last episode a seven, which is probably my lowest episode score. Yeah. Any episode of yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, seriously. I'd give season eight an eight. Okay, and not That's lower than and I not to be poetic. Yeah, I'll I'll unpack why I put it so low. Again, yeah. that's my lowest rating. For, yeah, uh, you will tie season seven and season eight are kind of tied for like the weakest season yeah. for sure. But that doesn't really mean shit for me because yeah. it's like the weakest season is still gets me hyped all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm a fanboy and I, I've come to accept that. So yeah. you can shit on me all you want. <laughs> I enjoyed it, so fuck you. The series as a whole, and I know you just said you can't, but I gotta give it a ten. I know, just I know. because it's like we come from different. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I don't have that like stuff. critical finesse that you do, yes. but it's like it's an it's an unfortunate side effect of yeah, going to film school. Totally. Um, one I saw a post earlier that somebody put on one of my friend's Facebook posts, uh, and it's uh, when you're talking to somebody about a film and they don't understand filmmaking and you have to say trust me i'm a writer (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah trust me trust me i studied this stuff yeah like i can tell you why totally so yeah for me it's yeah for me like i've explained how i watch tv and movies a lot um and it's just sort of like i really have it's probably my imagination but i just really have a incredibly easy time of just like enveloping myself in the world. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, for me, it's like, you're just taking a walk with these people instead of seeing them do stuff. It's yeah. like, no, I was there for a game and of Thrones. You, you know what I mean? You want to kind of aim for that. You want to make yeah. people feel like they're actively involved in yeah. the story. Yeah. Um, and that's why you give point of view characters. Totally. Um, that's why you don't make it first person when it's a female character. <laughs> just avoid first person. Fuck you. First person. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a hard time saying goodbye to the series. I feel like th- the end was always so far away, literally yes. until Sunday night. Yeah, oh, literally yeah. until the episode ended. It was like the ending seemed so far away for me. And honestly, to put it into perspective for how it feels like in my gut and how it's felt since Sunday night, it's like it felt like you've been in a relationship for now 10 years, yeah, so yeah, how yeah, long yeah. Game of Thrones has been going on. And you both mutually decided, like, two years ago, that two days ago you would break up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and then 
And then it happens. Yeah. And then it's like, what the fuck? How am Wait. I supposed to just move on from yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. How did this happen? This yeah. wasn't supposed to happen Yeah, like but this. it's like, no, you agreed a long time ago that this is what would happen. So you could have spent the time preparing, but instead, you spent the whole time just, like, gawking over it. Yeah. Like yeah. it was some sort of, like, museum piece. Yes. And then it walked away because that's what you said would happen. <laughs> and then I, I, like, you know... Cried myself to sleep on Sunday night because it's like, fuck me. Now yeah, what? Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I did watch Bob's Burgers last <laughs> night. So, you know, you got to replace it with something. Yeah. You know? I went back to the Society in Chernobyl. <laughs> the Society is what we're talking about this yes. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen that yet, get caught up on that. And then we'll do one more Game of Thrones episode next week, but it doesn't really count. Yeah. Because um, we're just going to be either shitting it apart and then loving on it or loving on it then shitting on it exactly so uh you know how we do things how we do things here so farewell game of thrones you've been uh it's been a good ride it's been a good watch yeah yeah now our watch is ended and now our watch oh god (laughs) don't make me say it uh seeing how my voice is shot to shit why don't you do the closeout? Yeah, yeah. But every time I talk for more than like three sentences, I start to cough like there's no tomorrow. Um, so yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at KN Nerds. You can follow us on Facebook at Know Nothing Nerds or Facebook.com forward slash Know Nothing Nerds, or you can send us Raven at Know Nothing Nerds at Gmail As we said, our uh, next episode is going to be on. I almost said a send online. I, I just started reading. Oh, it. nice. Yes. <laughs> um. Our next episode is on The Society. Very excited about that. Yes. Be sure to like us, share with your friends, spread the word, do all that so that we can get our own Daenerys-like kingdom where we rule over a tyrant's fist. Yes. God, if we ruled the world, things would not. It would not be pretty. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, I don't think we should have people send us ravens. Uh, This is just the kind of uh, 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 paranoia part of me and stuff like that because ravens will obviously have to come from bran the broken yeah and he sees all and i don't want him creeping in on me yeah right. i mean the government's already watching fuck you're right and which Apple. is bran oh bran is big brother bran Oak. is the government interesting and on that note folks have a nice day bye